This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, good afternoon, everyone. I wanted uh, once again thank Rabbi Shabtai for allowing me to learn with you today. It's uh, one of the highlights of my week to be able to really delve into an important uh, element of the Parsha to hopefully glean from that which we can identify and be able to not only have something to say over at our Shabbos table, but to internalize it in our own avodas Hashem, in our service of Hashem, and to reflect on it and to see, particularly in these times when, of course, uh, we have a little more time on our hands to think about things, to really be able to dig deep and reflect on how we can come, become better people and, of course, better Ovdi Hashem. This week's a double parsha, parsha's Bahar and Bichukosai. Uh, you may recall last year we spoke about Bahar, beautiful Slana Rebbe and Parshas Bahar. Um, but this year I wanted to, uh, to learn through a famous Pasuk at the very beginning of this Parsha with a very, very famous Rashi. And maybe to uncover a powerful insight that the Nesiva Shalom shares with us that I think uh, will help us um, reflect on ourselves and internalize the areas in which we could be doing a better job as people, as B'nai Torah, and as Ovdei Hashem. We know that at the beginning of this week's parish, the Torah says in Bechukosai Telechu, if you will go in the way of my laws, if you go in the way of my laws, Rashi famously tells us it's a funny language in Bechukosai Telechu. If you will go in the ways or follow in the ways of my laws, it's a funny, strange language that the Torah would employ in terms of simply conveying to us the responsibility of observance of mitzvot. And so Rashi picks up on this. Uh, strange language and says, don't think that it means the simple observance of the mitzvot, but rather the Torah is telling us a new dimension of our service to Hashem. And what is that new element? What is it that Torah, the Torah is trying to convey to us that Hashem expects of us? So the Rashi says, Shetiyu amelim Torah, that it's not enough to perform and observe the mitzvot, but we have to put effort into it. We have to exert energy. We have to invest of ourselves in order to perform and observe the mitzvahs. It's not enough, as we've been talking quite a bit about in the last few weeks, about just checking a box off. But we have to put our all into it. We have to put our kishkas into it. Shetiyu amelam Torah. I'd be remiss if I didn't, of course, as I think I do every year, because it's just a, such a fantastic insight, to quote the famous words of the Chavetz Chaim on this week's Parsha in which the Chavetz Chaim says that he borrows this insight of Rashi in Bechukosai Telechu to not just mean that we are to be amelim, that we are to labor and toil in the observance of mitzvot, but it helps us understand a strange phrase that all of us are familiar with when we conclude, when we make a seum on a significant part of our learning. We say the words, Anu amelim v'hem amelim, Anu amelim v'mekablim schar, v'hem anem amelim v'enam mekablim schar. Right? We toil and they, who the they is, let's talk about people that are not involved in Torah. We toil and they toil. We toil and we receive reward. And they toil, but they don't receive reward. And the Chavetz Chaim says, what do you mean they don't receive reward? Of course they receive reward. And he gives the following mushal. He says, a person who's a shoemaker and he works so hard on a pair of shoes. You're telling me that when he works hard on that pair of shoes and he produces the pair of shoes and he sells those pair of shoes for a profit, he isn't getting reward? What does it mean we toil and we get reward and they toil and they don't get reward? Says the Chavetz Chaim, based on this week's parsha, you can now understand what exactly we are saying and what is so unique about our religion. 
He says, take a look at those sentences, those words, and become more sensitive to the language. It did not say, we toil and produce something, and as a result, we get reward. That is true by anybody. It's true by us, and it's true when it comes to the outside world as well. If you exert energy and you produce something, you will likely uh, receive a reward. That's not, what this, that's not what it says here. What it says here is, we toil, and simply the value of toiling deserves and entitles us and allows us to be eligible to receive a reward. That is very different outside the Jewish world. Outside the Jewish world, if a shoemaker were to make a pair of shoes and he worked really hard, but the two pa- the pair of shoes didn't match one another, they weren't the right size, we don't care how much time and effort he puts into those shoes. He's not going to be able to sell that for a profit and he's not going to be rewarded. But in Yiddishkeit, even if when you're learning, you don't understand that Rashi, you don't understand that Ramban, you don't understand that Tosvos, but you exert and you invest time and energy into that learning, the labor, the toil in and of itself will allow us to gain reward. That in Judaism, while we are certainly goal-oriented individuals, we are always looking to set an objective for ourselves and then to ultimately achieve that objective, we should never lose sight of the means of getting there. We should never lose sight of the process. So often we find ourselves in our life experiences in situations in which a person, right, they'll look back on a, par- a particular odyssey, they'll look back on a particular journey, and sometimes whether they've achieved the journey or not is less meaningful and less impactful than how they got there. Then the means, the journey, that odyssey of how they ultimately got there was far more influential in who they were, who they are, and who they're going to be than the ultimate result that they tried to achieve. And so therefore, the Chukosai Teilechu says the Chavetz Chaim, Anu Amelim, in Judaism, just the amelos, just the labor, just the toil in and of itself, even if it ultimately does not generate the desired result, you still get rewarded for that because the means in Yiddishkeit are equally as important as the ends. And that's the Chavetz Chaim that many of us know. I can't go through, go through Parshish B'chukosai without mentioning it because it's such a fantastic, such a powerful insight into human psychology and to combat what the natural human psychology is and understand the uniqueness of Torah. But that's not what I'm here to do today. Today, I want to focus on the language of specifically the, the word Selechu. And what I'd like to do is to learn through part of a piece with you in the Nesiva Shalom, because I think that oftentimes we get lost a little bit, and we need to try to refocus our attention and understand what it is we're supposed to be keeping in mind, what it is we're supposed to be internalizing, what it is we're supposed to be focusing on. So if you'll take a look in Parshas B'chukosa and Nesiva Shalom, if you have it in front of you, it's page Kuf Lamed Gimel, and we are going to start with Os, with letter Gimel. And the Nesiva Shalom says as follows, O Jesh the Farish, another way of explaining Mashma'os in B'chukosa Yiseleichu, another way of explaining B'chukosa Yiseleichu, She'eno Tzivoy Alkima Mitzvos. When the Torah here is telling us about in that you should go in the way of the mitzvot and the laws of, of Hashem's Torah, it's not really referring to the commandments of the Torah. And as Rashi we already know is established, which we just, which we just mentioned, it's not talking about the observance of mitzvot, but it's talking about laboring in Torah. Or, the Kliyakar also points out, we don't see in any of the minyan ha-mitzvot, you don't see in the Rambam, you don't see in the Sefer HaChinuch, you don't see in the Ramban, you don't see in any of the Rishonim or any of the Mepharshim that they include as one of the 613 mitzvot follow in the laws of the Torah. 
It's not mentioned anywhere. So the Kliyakar implicitly highlights that it can't be that the Torah is referring specifically to mitzvos. Elo says the Nesiva Shalom. What does it mean? Listen to this. El HaKavana Bazeh Al Halicha B'derach HaTorah. The Torah here is telling us about going in the ways of the Torah at large. What does that mean? There are two dimensions. There are two components to the Torah. There are the mitzvos themselves, the technical mitzvos that we need to observe with all of its minutia, with all of its details, with all of its specificities, with every single element, with every sifkatan and shulchan aruch and mishnah Bura and the magen avram, etc. That's one part of Torah. Va'od yesh es ruach advarim. There's another dimension, there's another component to the observance of Torah. And that's not the minutia of halacha alone, but that's what the Nesiva Shalom calls ruach advarim, which I think is most accurately, precisely translated as the spirit of the law. Shemitoch ha-Torah ro'e Yehudi, when you learn through the Torah, a Jew can see, ma'hi ruach ha-Torah v'derach ha-Torah. It's not just about what the literal mitzvahs are, but you ask yourself, what does Hashem really want from me? What does the Torah expect from me? And when a person asks himself, when he learns through the Torah, and he gleans the hashkafas hachaim, the philosophies of the Torah, even if it's not part of the 613 biblical mitzvos, a person can sensitize to themselves, can realize, can recognize, what does Hashem want from me? And what does Hashem want me to refrain from? What does He want me to avoid? That's what the Torah means when it says, you shall follow my chukim, my laws. It's not talking about the observance of mitzvahs that we've established already. We want to know what is the appropriate manner in which we should follow Yiddishkeit. Not just checking the boxes off doing the mitzvahs, but are we following the spirit of the law? Are we following what really Hashem envisioned when we observe mitzvahs? It's talking about this world, the Lashon of the language of Halicha. How do I know? The things that we naturally are involved with. As he quotes Apostle Nechavakuk, the world, the, the world of his, is, the ways of the world are his. We are supposed to follow in his world, his ways. Whatever we do in his world, meaning Olam Hazeh, in the world of materialism, we have to follow in his, with a capital H's ways. Shezohi Ruach HaTorah. That means not just doing the mitzvahs in terms of their details, in terms of their precision, but it means following in his ways, following what Hashem envisions for us. V'derach HaTorah Olam Everything that we do shouldn't just be about the minutia of halacha, which is of course important, but we've got to go beyond the letter of the law. We have to ask ourselves, you know what, I'm not violating anything right now, but is this really what Hashem wants me to do? You know what, there's nothing wrong with the environment I find myself in right now, but is that really what Hashem expects me to do? Well, I'm, uh, I'm spending time with this individual or in this type of circumstance, there's nothing overtly prohibited in being involved with this. But is that really what Hashem expects of me? Is that going to help further my relationship with Him? If it's not, then you've missed the point of In Bechukosai Telechu. In Bechukosai Telechu, Halicha means not just following the letter of the law, 
but it's understanding the Ruach of Torah, the spirit of Torah, the going beyond but the basics of what it means to be an observant Jew and taking it to the next level. In fact, we quote the Mishnah Pirkei Yavos that says, Right, the Mishnah in the third paragraph of Pirkei Yavos quotes Rabbi Yehuda ben Akana and says, Kol HaMakabel Alav all Torah, any person that accepts the yoke of Torah, doesn't say anybody that accepts the mitzvos, doesn't say the chukos or the mishpatim, it said the yoke of Torah, and then proceeds to say all the good things that you're going to receive in exchange for accepting that yoke of Torah. Shinyano Shemekabel al Atmos, Ruach HaTorah, a person accepts on himself not just the check boxes, not just meeting the bare minimum, the requirements, but is Mechabel, the old, the yoke of Hashem, understanding going far beyond the letter of the law and doing what Hashem expects us to do, that's ultimately going to result in our being rewarded accordingly. And now says the Nesiv Hashem something unbelievable. What an amazing diuk, what an amazing deduction that I've never heard before. On a famous Gemara in Nidarm. Listen to this. It's so unbelievable and highlights this approach in this week's Parsha. He says, This is what Rashi means when he says to be toiling in Torah. If you want to know how you're going to get to a point in which you're not just going to fulfill the bare minimum, but you're going to do the Ruach of Dvarim, it's only if you really invest time and energy, right? It's not going to come on its own. If you don't learn and you don't dive in and you don't invest in time and energy, of course you're never going to yearn and, and shoot for the stars and develop a sensitivity of wanting to go beyond the letter of the law. It's only if you give it your all, you put all of yourself into it, you feel invested, then do you have this incredible desire to be able to go ahead and have that spirit of the law. Listen to this unbelievable insight. We know there's a very famous Gemara in Nidarim. And the Gemara in Nidarim tells us, based on a Pasuk, that the Hashem decided to destroy the Beis HaMikdash. And Chlal Yisrael wanted to know why. Why did Hashem destroy the Beis HaMikdash? And the Gemara says, the question was, uh, was posed to the Chacham, the wise individuals, was posed to the prophets, was posed to the Malachim. No one was able to answer the question, why did Hashem destroy the Beis HaMikdash and kick the Jews out of Eretz Yisrael? Until Hashem himself answered the question. How did he answer the question? The Pasuk says, Vayomer Hashem al azvam es torasi the Pasuk says, because you left my Torah, you didn't listen to my voice, and here's the kicker. The same language in Bechukosai Seleichu. Listen to the Nesiva Shalom's insight. Oh, sorry, I just lost my place. Ah. What does it mean that Hashem destroyed the Beis HaMikdash because we left His Torah? It's because we did not toil in His Torah. We didn't listen to His voice. And here we go. Says the Nesiv Hashem, you want to know part of the reason that the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed? Since we did not invest in our Amelos, we did not toil in Torah, so the next step is 
We did not go beyond the letter of the law. We did not go beyond the letter of the law. Well, if you're not going to go beyond the letter of the law, Hashem says, that's not the type of relationship I'm looking for. In other words, when the Pasuk says, right? It means, again, borrowing the word that we learned already in our interpretation of this week's parasha. means they didn't toil in learning. They didn't invest time in their service of Hashem. And the natural result was they did not go beyond the letter of the law. They did not spend time on the Ruach Hadvarim, on the spirit of the law. They simply did the bare minimum. They were interested in simply checking off the boxes. And Hashem says, if that's the type of relationship you're looking for, where you're simply looking to focus on checking off the boxes, I did my dafyomi, I went to meeting three times a day, but you're not investing in it, you're not being omel, you're not toiling, you're not looking to go beyond the letter of the law, you're not looking to invest in the Ruach Hadvarim, so then Hashem says, I'm going to destroy, I'm going to destroy the Beit HaMikdash. And with that, the Nesiv Hashem concludes with one more really powerful insight in this week's parsha. He says, And now you can understand not only this Pasuk, but you now can understand the next Pasuk in this week's parsha, Because the Pasuk says, We ask, Hashem says, you follow my laws, meaning... If you are Amel, you invest and you toil in it. And, and, you go beyond the letter of the law to do the Ruach, to think about the Ruach Advarim. So then I'm going to give you the materialistic things in this world at its right time. Says Hashem, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the material world at the right time, and I'm, you're not gonna want it in any other time. Then I'm gonna want it because we're on the same page. And he therefore explains, If you're looking to invest, if you're looking to go beyond the letter of the law, if you're looking to identify with Hashem to do the rutzan of Hashem to provide nachas to Hashem. Then Hashem is going to reciprocate. Well, how is He going to reciprocate? Hashem is going to give it at the right time. In other words, if you trust Hashem by displaying all of the things we've been discussing, so then Hashem is going to reciprocate by putting it at the right time that you are going to have confidence in. And that's how the relationship is going to go. So in summary, what we said today is something pretty amazing. We asked the question, Is there another way, is there another interpretation of what Seilechu means, and the Nesiv Hashem highlights that the word Seilechu means not just the performance of mitzvot, not just observing the mitzvot according to the Shulchan Aruch, but taking it to the next level, Halicha, going beyond the observance of mitzvot, taking it to the next level in which you are looking to fulfill the Ruach Advarim, to fulfill the spirit of the law, and the only way you can fulfill the spirit of the law is through Amelos. The more you put in, the more you're going to get out. The more you learn Hashem's Torah, the more you engage in a dialogue with Hashem, the more you're going to ultimately have a desire to want to develop a stronger connection, but not just doing the bare minimum, but wanting to fulfill the spirit of the law. And so therefore, that's what the Torah is saying in Bechukosai Tzeleichu. That's why Rabbi Nechunah ben Akana says that a person who's Mechabel all HaTorah, it's not just doing the mitzvot, 
it's doing go way beyond the call of duty, way beyond the letter of the law, will ultimately result in you being rewarded accordingly. That's when Hashem said, how come no one knew why the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed? And Hashem says, I'll tell you why the Beis HaMikdash was destroyed. You left my Torah. You were no longer willing to invest time and energy in toiling in Torah. And as a result, you no longer went in those ways. Again, the same Lashon, the same language. You weren't looking to go beyond the letter of the law. Shem says, you're not looking to go beyond the letter of the law. I'm not interested in reciprocating by having my presence dwell amongst you. And ultimately, the reward is going to be a midah kenegin midah, says the Nesiva Shalom. If you are identifying yourself with the Ratzon of Hashem, you're not just a checkbox Jew, but you're looking to do the Lechatchila. You're looking to invest time and energy to toil. You're looking to be able to go beyond the letter of the law beyond, and, and be able to enter into the world of the spirit of the law. You identify by doing whatever it is Hashem wants from you. So Hashem says, I'm going to give you everything you want at the time that you're going to trust me to give it. I'm going to reciprocate by the Amun and the Bitachon that you demonstrate by reciprocating, by giving it to you at its, its right time. It's a powerful lesson that I think we all have to be mindful of because oftentimes we fall into the trap of making sure that we do the things that we know are objectively part of the 613 mitzvahs de Oraisa, or we do all the millions of Dirabanans out there. But when it comes to the, the spirit of the law, when it comes to us sometimes asking us that tough question of, does Hashem really want us to be doing this? Does Hashem want us to uh, play that role? Is this going to be something that's going to further my relationship with Hashem? Or is it, you know, at worst, going to deter or ruin that relationship? Or even on a power of level, on a medium level, just sustain that relationship? Should I be engaging in those activities? It's a hard question. It's a question that's part of what we should be doing on a regular basis as part of a cheshvan on Efesh. But it's a question we need to ask ourselves that we are being reminded of in this week's parsha. Hashem is charging us with the mandate, charging us with the expectation of not just, and I say that in uh, quotes because of course we have to perform all of the mitzvahs in the best way possible, but not just to perform the mitzvahs, but to understand that the mitzvahs are part of our way of strengthening and deepening that relationship with Hashem and to force us to reflect and internalize and perhaps even adjust different things in our lives that may in fact not be compatible with that ultimate goal of not just not just the toiling in Torah, but ultimately the Ruach HaDvarim to be able to engage in a relationship with Hashem on an even higher level. I thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.